Welcome to the Family Movie Night Podcast, episode 13. My name is Nathan, and in honor of the film we are discussing today, The Peanut Butter Falcon, uh, I want to ask my wonderful co-host joining me today, what is your wrestling name? If you were going to be a professional wrestler, what would your wrestling name be? Donnie Dorsey, what's that wrestling name, man? Well, of course, you know, uh, for me, it's going to have to be The Maestro. Uh, with my finishing move, the orchestration. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be amazing. I come out to this beautiful music, and then it breaks into a big crescendo, and then like super big symphony. It'll be amazing. I, I love how much thought... You know, I knew before we got to this that Dottie probably had given a lot of thought to this in your many years of, of watch, watching wrestling. Donnie, this is not the first time you've thought about this. No, no, it's not the first time I thought about it, but it has changed over the years, and I think this this suits me best. Yeah, this is this feels this feels right. Uh, but you know what doesn't feel right is we are not joined by our co-host Heidi, uh, who is with her family in Florida and was unable to join us at the recording time today. But she had some thoughts she wanted to share. We'll get to that later. But now we got to get to uh, the villain of our podcast, uh, the heel himself in wrestling terms, Sawyer. What would your uh, your wrestling name be? Uh, yeah, I am definitely the mauler of Missouri. And uh, it's got a little bit of a double meaning there because I'm from the state of Missouri and I'm also going to bring the misery anyway. I like that. I, like I feel like you also have given that a lot of thought. Uh, like 30 whole seconds, yeah. Okay, well, good for you. Good for you. <laughs> it does sound like a, a heel name. It does sound like someone the maestro would have to take down. So Exactly. Yeah, With I would just... Yeah, I would just be uh, the startling disappointment. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'd come out and everyone would be like, oh, this guy. Let's see what happens. And then immediately I'd be like, hey, let's just work this out. <laughs> Can we just talk about this? I'd be the guy. I'd be Dwayne The Rock Johnson style playing guitar in the center ring. But then someone would come out, steal the guitar and hit me over the head with it. And I'd be done. <laughs> so anyway, well, today, if you don't know why we're talking about that, we are discussing uh, the, a great film from 2019 uh, called The Peanut Butter Falcon. And uh, the description on IMDb uh, is Zach runs away from his care home to make his dream of becoming a wrestler come true and spoiler alert he does Welcome to the Family Movie Night podcast, where we want to help your family have better conversations around the content you consume. Uh, my name is Nathan, and I want to go ahead and hear from you, Donnie. What do we do on this podcast? Well, on this podcast, we encourage every family at Community Christian Church to have a monthly movie night to help you and your children build memories, start conversations that matter. The goal of our family ministry is to help you to raise your children to love Jesus and his way of life above all other things. And we know that critical to that is for you to have a routine, regular time of connection and some shared experiences that'll help you build some stronger relationships. 
And movie nights are great opportunities to do that because movies are not only an easy way to share laughter and joy together, and in a movie like this, even things like fear and sadness in a safe environment, but they also give us a chance to talk about what matters most to us in a way that is meaningful and memorable with our children. On this podcast, we not only recommend a movie for you to watch on your monthly movie night, but we also give you some ideas of meaningful conversations you could have with your children during or even after the movie. And uh, we also want to remind you to, uh, you know, if you're watching this uh, this video, uh, to subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on Facebook. Uh, and also, if you're a parent that calls Community Christian your home, we have a lot more helpful content on our parent Facebook group. All you have to do is go to the Facebook page for Community Christian Church, click the tab that says Groups, and find the Community Kids Parent Group. If you click Join Group, you'll get regular updates about events for your family around our church, as well as articles, videos, and content that will help encourage and inspire you as a parent as you raise your children to love Jesus. We hope to see you over there. And as always, uh, the goal of this podcast is not to add one more thing to your list of things as a parent that you just feel guilty for not doing. Uh, we really want to make it easier for you and your kids to be together and to build memories together and have conversations that matter. So uh, we hope you do have a monthly movie night and we hope you watch one of these movies and that you have fun doing it. And this is a great movie, uh, especially if you got teenagers. Uh, this movie is PG-13 and it's PG-13 for a reason. So you may want to go to IMDb. Uh, you can see on there uh, like the parents guide. That'll tell you kind of what the language is. There's a fair amount of language. Uh, there, there is uh, one scene where you see a person, uh, I'll just say, using the restroom from behind. And uh, so, you know, nothing that is too objectionable, but maybe something you just want to watch uh, with your older kids. Uh, and this, I will say all of my kids watched it and really enjoyed it. Uh, but I understand uh, once you, as the parent, decide after watching the movie, uh, or after seeing the parents guide, whether your kids uh, want to watch it or not. But this is a really heartwarming kind of movie. Uh, it doesn't say this in the description, but the reason we really did choose this movie, and it's the reason we choose a lot of movies here. Um, once again, the movie's called The Peanut Butter Falcon. It's available on Hulu, if you have that. Um, was it available on something else as well? I couldn't remember. Paramount Plus as well. Paramount Plus, if you have Paramount Plus. Is that where you watched it, Donnie? Yeah, I watched it on Paramount Plus. Okay. So did I. Okay. So yeah, it's on Hulu. It's on Paramount Plus. Um, and the, part of the reason we choose this movie, this wasn't in the description, but the the main character Zach in the movie is a young man with Down syndrome, and uh, it's really very heartwarming, uh, really uh, emotional, moving kind of movie. Um, and part of the reason we choose some of the movies we do is uh, we want to choose movies that kind of highlight people that you usually don't see starring in movies, right? We did that with Dumplin'. Uh, we did that as well with like In the Heights. And now with Peanut Butter Falcon, um, we want to be able to highlight movies that you as a family can watch and even kind of talk about why is it that we don't see a lot of movies about characters like this or situations like this uh, and even be able to talk about what do you think God thinks we should do um, uh, for people like this or in situations like this. So I think it's a great movie. I'll just go ahead and say that. I think it's very, it's, it's fun. It's heartwarming. Um, if you are looking for kind of one of those good, um, you know, the movie it reminds me of, does anyone ever, uh, has ever seen Simon Birch? 
the long time ago, I remember seeing that. All right, I don't know. It's also about a young man. He's he's born with some kind of disability. I can't remember what it is, um, but it's really heartwarming. Jim Carrey is the narrator, uh, and like I watched it a bunch as a kid. But the same kind of thing. It's a coming of age kind of thing. Very sweet, uh, funny, heartwarming. All those kind of things. Sawyer, tell us what you think about this movie. I mean, I know you already told me you're going to be emotional on this. Uh, episode yeah. so i'm assuming you love it tell us what oh you think. yeah i i love this movie and i will so like here's here's before i like get my piece out of the way i will say like if you like don't know someone with like special needs i think this is a great introduction to it because this movie gets that vibe very well the actor zach gotzigan is fantastic in the movie and he brings every amount of gravitas that someone with down syndrome always has it is awesome that being said i personally do have a lot of experience with people with mental handicaps and stuff like that and so going into this movie i was kind of skeptical the first time that i ever watched it and this is this was actually my second time watching it but uh i was kind of skeptical i was like well let's see how they get it and they got it so well and it actually it's very effective to me to see someone like zach or or my uncle or someone that i've worked with in the past represented well on screen and so i i appreciate that about the movie um but no the the thing that i love about this movie is it's 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 all about acceptance and it it goes at acceptance a bunch of different ways um it's about zach and tyler shia labeouf's character it's about their self-acceptance it's about uh this other character named eleanor accepting zach as a strong person you know throughout the movie she's very um, weary of Zach's ability and her journey over the course of the movie is all about her accepting that oh he he's strong and stuff like that and so it, it goes at this in a bunch of very interesting and different ways that are not typically seen in a movie at all yeah. let alone a, a, a movie that you're probably going to watch with your kids so I think this is a great movie to watch with your kids. One, I think on that point that you're talking about, one, I think it's really important in this movie in particular that they cast Zach uh, as a, they actually cast an actor uh, with Down syndrome, often in movies where you have somebody uh, with some kind of disability, you know, I'll just even, I mean, everyone loves the movie, but like movies like Forrest Gump or uh, I Am Sam or something along these lines where you- What's eating Gilbert Grape? Right, you cast a able body actor to to portray this, and even if it's done in an accurate way, uh, there is a way that sometimes kind of feels pandering and doesn't feel as uh, accurate. And like you said in this movie, this movie never feels, even in moments that are comedic, um, even comedic about uh, his Down syndrome, never feels like anyone's punching down at anybody. It always feels like it's a way that is elevating um, a person, like you've said, to to a level of dignity that we probably don't see very much in movies, even even movies about characters um, with disabilities. So I think I, I totally agree with you there, Sawyer. Donnie, what did you just think about the movie in general, your enjoyment of it? I enjoyed it. Um, I think the best part about it for me, like, of course, with the representation, um, was also the fact of the authenticity of the movie. Like it mm. felt very authentic. Mm. It felt like they were really trying to tell a fantastic story and focusing on the characters and the the depth of the characters rather than focusing on 
the particular character, they they were very much trying to tell that story so you would focus on those things and not get distracted by the nuances. So I, I really enjoyed it. Yes. And I think I th- I, I want to say this too. We've talked to some about Zach's performance. I think Shia LaBeouf is perfect in this film. Absolutely. Oh yeah. And you know, he's an actor that I know kind of gets a lot of flack because of uh almost almost his overuse in the in the late early, you know, the late 2000s. Uh I, that sounds weird. Late 2000s, late aughts, as they say it, 2007, <laughs> 2008, 2009, you know, with Transformers, yeah. Indiana Jones, disturbing. Like he was in everything for yeah. a while. And I think he kind of got uh cast as kind of this annoying person. If you haven't seen, this is probably not a movie for your kids, but if you haven't seen the movie Honey Boy which is based mm-hmm. on his life. Uh, it is wonderful. Uh, he actually plays his own father. And it's anyway, it is, uh, he is, he really gets to me. Once again, I'm, I'm talking about this is just authenticity. I know guys like this. I know he gets to me once again, Southern blue collar working dudes in a way that doesn't feel like you're once again, punching down. I, yeah. I mean, I'll even take like mm-hmm. walking dead characters and their southern accent, it feels like you're making fun of s- southern people. Like, it doesn't feel accurate. You know, curl, curl. Yeah. <laughs> like, even, like, his southern accent, the way that he's kind of portraying this working class kind of guy, it feels uh, empathetic. It feels mm-hmm. um, you care for him, even when he's doing stuff that you go, man, this guy's not a great guy. Yeah. You can that's see a big his- part. Yeah, that's a big part of characters like that is that you have to you have to walk a very fine line because when they're doing things that are not necessarily agreeable to you, that character can't be to the point where they push them so far to one side that they become unable to be enjoyed as you're watching it. And he does a fantastic job of walking that line because, like you said, he's he's authentic. He's he's saying, you know, he's a he's a working class man. He does all these things. He's learned all these 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 abilities like and to do his job and he it's never like you said it's never punching down it's always just him being himself and others just interacting with that yeah yeah and and something that like going into that donnie something that i love about the movie is i feel like the first two ish to act first act and a half ish is basically just zach wooing tyler Okay, it's it's Zach wooing Shia LaBeouf's character over the course of this adventure that they're on. And I, I think part of the heartwarming nature of the movie is found in Shia LaBeouf's character kind of coming around to Zach is the thing. Oh, yeah, um, absolutely. And it's, absolutely. It's, it's so moving a couple of times in the movie. Um, there's, there's a scene where they're, they're just camping out, just the two of them around a fire, and they're just talking, really. And it... It's one of my favorite scenes in the whole movie. It's a very quiet scene. Not a whole lot is going on except the two of them just developing this relationship. And so I, I love it. Yeah. So I think before we kind of get into the uh, the themes of the movie, uh, just a couple. If you haven't seen the movie yet and you are considering it, um, once once again, we'd say this is a great movie for your teenagers, I think, especially middle school, high school um, I think they will. It, it's a great opportunity. If you're looking for one of those kind of, it is a, I'll just say this. It's not a movie. that's going to make anybody. I will say one of my daughters, my, my, uh, uh, my seven year old looks at me and goes, 
I did not like this movie at the end of the movie. And I said, why? And she goes, it's really sad. Now, I'll tell you this. It's not sad. It's a very heartwarming, very uplifting. There are a couple moments where you feel empathy for another person. Yeah. And apparently that was too much for her, feeling there's, empathy. <laughs> there's definitely, like, um, it's one of those movies. And I, I was actually surprised after watching it that it does have a lot of rewatch value. Yeah. Because there's... Because there's new new things you kind of can unlock and things about these characters, but it's like you said, it's there are some emotional moments, but I think the way they carry it is not as heavy. They give you just like little small snippets of it, just enough for you to get more connected to each character, yeah. but not so much that you become like it becomes super heavy. Right. Okay, so before we get into the themes, I want to give a little bit more uh, depth about the plot because we've kind of just loosely talked about it, but we're going to have to know a lot about the plot to talk about the themes. Before I get to that, I want to say in the description of this video or of the podcast, you will find a form, a link to a form that you can go to. We want to know who is out there listening or watching this podcast uh, and we want to hear from you. So it, you, there's a form there, and it's called What We're Missing. Okay, so if you think there's a movie that we should talk about that we haven't talked about, put it in there and just say, well, I want you to talk about this movie. If there's something in a movie, maybe this movie, once you watch it, that you think, man, they should have talked about this from this movie, put it in there. Or if there's just something you want us to know, if there's something you 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 enjoy about the podcast or you want, to, you want us to talk about or a question you have, Put it in there. We'll include that in future sections of the podcast because we want you to be a part of this. So click on that link in the description. We want to hear from you. All right. So real quickly, a little bit more details. Zach is a character with Down syndrome. Um, he ends up, we don't really know why, but for whatever reason, his family's either not around or can't care for him. And he ends up as a, what we refer to as like a ward of the state. The state has has custody of him. Uh, he's aged out of anything like foster care. Does he say what age he is? Like 20 something? They didn't right? allude. They never actually said it. I, I want to say I assume somewhere like mid-20s is what I would get from the character. That's what I think too. Sawyer, you think that's about right? Yeah, I, yeah. Okay, so he's he's aged out of like any kind of foster family situation. He ends. He's twenty two in the movie. I, I was trying to think. They say his age at one point. He's twenty two. Okay. 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 So he ends up at a um, facility that is basically an elderly care facility, a state run elderly care facility. He decides to escape. At the same time, Shia LaBeouf's character Tyler is uh, has this past uh, with his with his brother who we didn't even talk about but john bernthal even in flashbacks is the best part of every movie <laughs> he's he just really the best. he's he really just is. even in flashbacks i'm like that guy can do anything uh but he's the uh tyler's brother who uh we know is passed away um you find out later in the movie it has to do with a wreck that um shia labeouf fell asleep at the wheel he's responsible in his mind at least for his brother's death um but he's so burdened with that he ends up getting into an altercation. He is a, I guess, a shrimping uh, boat. I guess the easiest way to say it. He run, yeah. he, he's, he's shrimping, right? Like Bubba Gump <laughs> out there uh, getting his shrimp. And um, he doesn't have the license for it anymore. And so the other shrimp guys are upset with him. It's almost like a shrimp mafia. They decide to kind of come at him, beat him down, and he ends up burning all of their equipment. I think at one point they say it's like $12,000 worth yeah. of equipment, and he has to go on the run. Um, he ends up taking a boat 
that Zach has hidden in after he has escaped. Zach wants to go to a um, a wrestling school that is run by a guy called the Saltwater Redneck, uh, which is played by Thomas Hayden Church. Uh, and anyway, he's awesome in the movie. Yeah, Fantastic. he's great in the movie. Um, we didn't even talk about the fact that Bruce Dern is in this movie, but we'll get to that later. I mean, anyway. it's also a wrestling cameo from a from a very yeah. famous wrestler. Yes, I don't. I yeah. Do, do what you want to say? Mick Foley's in the movie. So, oh, not only Mick Foley, but Jake the Snake. Well, that's what I said to my wife. I said, I think that's Jake the Snake. It is. Yep. Yeah. So anyway, lots of stuff about the movie, but that's really the plot. But the 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 central part of the movie is Tyler and Zach. Tyler ends up kind of taking care of Zach as they go on this journey together. Um, and the, anyway, so that's the first part. That's really what the movie's about. The theme that we want to talk about from this movie that we think is important to talk about with your kids is this idea of we want to become people of acceptance. That part of what it means to follow Jesus is as individuals, but also as a church, as a community, that we become a community of acceptance. And there's lots of things in this movie about accepting people who are different than you, accepting yourself, accepting, you know, forgiving yourself for things in the past. Lots of stuff about this movie. And the church is the place where we should be a community of acceptance. Uh, one theologian named Scott McKnight um, said that the church is a community of difference and not CE, even though we make a difference in the world, that what is unique about the church is we are a community of different people, difference, T-S. And he said that this is the only community that we look past what is different about us um, because we're united by one thing, which is Jesus. And we, through that, we learn to love and accept people who are totally different than us. So, um, so anyway, Sawyer, why don't you go ahead and get to um, the uh, idea really of self-acceptance and how this movie kind of gets to that. Cause you, you were talking about that before. Why don't you, why don't mm -hmm. you kick us off with that? Yeah. I mean, I just love how, over the course of the movie, uh, there, there's multiple characters, both Tyler and Zach really are on this journey of self-acceptance. And so, you know, at, over the, you know, Zach, for instance, is constantly over the course of the movie uh, referring to himself as he can't be the hero because he has Down syndrome. And what he's referring to is kind of this idea that he's not worthy of praise if he, cause he wants to become a pro wrestler and all that. And he doesn't think that he's worthy of being the hero. He thinks he's more um, of the villain type people to, to, to boo him and stuff like that. Well, and even to be like, syndrome. to be like the punching bag, right? Cause in, yeah. in wrestling, that's really the job of the heel is for the hero to beat up on you. And exactly. that's how he sees himself is I'm the punching bag of everyone else. Yes, exactly. And what I love about the movie is, it, it kind of in the climax, he's in the wrestling ring and this guy is like actually like being a gigantic jerk because he's beating up a kid with Down syndrome and kind of like the moment is like really awesome. And like, as I describe it, it might sound corny, but I promise you in the movie, it's awesome because he Zach like picks him up and throws him out of the ring. And it's this really awesome cathartic moment in the movie because he's done like he has now officially accepted himself as the hero. He's not the one like he views himself as not worthy of just being a punching bag. But now he's worthy of being the hero of the ring and everyone's cheering his name. It sounds really corny and cheesy. I promise you it's not. It's really moving. Um, but he's also he like the thing is 
Tyler is also on a journey of self self acceptance because right. he has quite honestly a more uh, riveting case for the fact that he's not a good person. You know, he mm. you could make the argument that he is responsible for someone's death, and he's also like we we see him do some very um, morally shady things uh, right. in the opening act of the movie, and so. All right, hang on. Before you say morally shady, let's just say it. He 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 committed arson. So yes, exactly. I, don't, I don't think there's a shade on that. I think he yeah. right straight up broke the law and destroyed yeah. a bunch of person's property. So very, very, very true. Very yes. true. But, but he uh, has to learn to forgive himself. Exactly. And what I love about his arc is Zach is kind of this vehicle for Tyler to forgive himself as as Tyler falls more in love with Zach, Tyler also learns to, in a way, love himself more because he sees Zach doing that. And he sees Zach being a loving character. And, uh, and yeah, I, 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 it's funny because there's also this character, Eleanor, who kind of is, for me, he, she was kind of like the audience, like watching in on this movie. Like that is really irresponsible and stuff like that. And the fact that they were like, nope, this, this, like this, these characters are strong and these characters are capable. I love that idea, that, that idea that, that you are strong and you are capable. That's such an important thing to, to send to, to those kinds of characters is the thing, Tyler and Zach. Well, I think it's important for anybody. I think that, mm-hmm. so the Dakota Johnson character, uh, Eleanor, uh, in the film, she works at the state run, you know, elderly care facility and, She's kind of, and she admits at one point he's been there for two years and she just feels overwhelmed. She knows he's not supposed to be, she knows where he is, is not right, but there's nothing. She, she feels like her hands are tied. There's nothing she can do. And so she goes on this journey kind of of pursuing him, which I thought was also, I mean, we'll, I'll get to that a little bit in, in our lightning round themes, but there's just a good, like her relentless pursuit, very much like God's pursuit after us. Right. She's just relentlessly pursuing him. Um, because he's run away from this facility. But as you said, she really kind of has this idea. And there's this confrontation at one point where Tyler says to her on this, uh, when he's with Zach, that you're the one treating him um, as, as if he's, and they use the R word because they're having that conversation. And she goes, you're the one treating him that way because you're treating him like he's incapable and like he can't do things. And it's this really good moment where I think, and I think this is important for our kids to learn is, you know, Jesus has this moment um, in Matthew 24 where he tells this parable of when the kingdom of God comes, um, God's going to be separate. The king's going to separate the sheep from the goats, right? And he's going to be talking to his followers and he say, those of you who cared, and the term he uses is the least of these. And what he means is people who are most vulnerable in society, the people who maybe can't take care of themselves or can't do everything, that they need some assistance, they need some help. Those of you who helped me and that's why he says, it. he says me, meaning Jesus, he says, then you are my true followers. And he says, anyone who did this for the least of these, you did it for me. And I think what often gets missed by believers, and, and I got to have this conversation with my kids is there are people in this world, whether they be financially poor or people who are in prison or people who are in foster care, or they're in situations where they need help, right? And it may be of their own making. It may just not be of their own making. The position, the posture, the attitude that often we take is, well, I've got money, so let me help you. 
or I'm able-bodied, so let me help you. As if you're the person who is broken and you need help, and I don't need any help. But what you see in this movie is Eleanor is just as broken as Tyler, who has this thing in his past that he needs to forgive himself from. And Zach, who has this disability that she sees as such a hindrance, she's just as broken because she can't see either of them as people worthy of respect and love. And by being with them and by coming alongside them and no longer going, hey, you come get on my agenda, she goes on the journey with them, right? She gets on the boat. She gives comes along side by side that if we can teach our kids, if you, instead of coming and go, hey, let me just, hand things to you. Let me just come in and be your savior, right? Jesus is our only savior. You don't get to be the savior, but you can come alongside. There are things that someone uh, with Down syndrome can teach you about life. And there are things you can teach them about life and that we're growing together. And I think that's an important, as, as, as uh, uh, Sawyer already said, I think that's an important lesson that Eleanor learns, but it's a great conversation we get to have with our kids is, um, you know, we do have to help people. There are people who need our help, but they may be helping us in the process. That we, as Jesus said it, we will see Jesus more clearly. We will spend time with Jesus by spending time with people who are different than us. And I think that's huge. That's a part of Christianity we often miss, uh, that we want to be with people who are just like us. Um, Donnie, anything about this movie, about this idea of helping our kids talk about forgiving yourself or accepting yourself or maybe even accepting other people that you get from this movie? I mean, definitely. Um, but um, kind of like a, a an aside, so to speak, is um, like my daughter actually mentioned something just yesterday and she said someone was describing what, what a superhero is. And she said it's a person who helps to make the world a better place. And when Ooh. I heard that, I was like, how old are you? Like, yeah. that's, that's deep, like, <laughs> but it kind of gives me that that feel from the movie. You know, it's because yeah. we often think that you have to be be able bodied to do any specific task or you have to have these particular skill sets and abilities to be able to be great. Yeah. And so a lot of times, like you said, it's kind of that that perspective of, OK, well, I'm going to take the posture of I'm going to make you and pull you up. Yeah, you know, but in this movie, it was not that. It was a matter of, honestly, it was kind of a a lateral positioning, where they yes. they equally pulled each other in the directions that they needed to go, you know, and like coming to that acceptance because Tyler had been struggling with you know his his ownership in this in the situation that happened with his brother, and like he had to come to terms with, I have to understand that where I am is not based on the things I've done wrong. These are a lot of things that I had to understand about myself. I had yeah. to continue to, to grow in. And when he comes in contact with Zach and has that builds that, that friendship and that relationship with Zach, he starts to see, you know what? I've been looking at this all wrong. Like I've been thinking that I needed to change everything. I just needed to learn to accept, okay, these are my faults. These are the things that I've done wrong but that's not the only thing that I am. I'm right. not just a collection of those mistakes. So I have to accept that. And, and I love that Zach is, is so unapologetically himself that I think it gives him like, it gives Tyler that level of like confidence because he encourages Tyler on so many like occasions, like whether it's giving him a laugh or giving him a hug or getting something that brings camaraderie, like a handshake. 
yeah and it makes them accept one another like because uh like one of the things they like the handshake was the thing that brought them together you know and saying what it was but it's how they both learn to accept you know what nothing's gonna stop me and you're gonna be here with me and we're gonna do this together so i think what you're getting there donnie is huge of and this is what Heidi sent when I asked Heidi, do you have anything you want us to talk about? So I'm going to read what she said, okay. and then maybe we can talk about it for a minute. But um, she sent this idea that I think is huge. As she said, um, if we focus on the next step, we don't have to determine if we have the capacity to do the big things that may lie ahead. Let God sort out those details and stay focused on the thing we should be doing today. And so what I thought about what you said there, uh, Donnie, is, um, about acceptance, sometimes I just kind of, it, it feels like a really big step of th this person has so much, right? Tyler yeah. is what anybody would say, I don't want my kids spending time with Tyler, right? Yeah. Tyler's Tyler's doing, th I mean, he is actively on the run, not only from the police, but from a gang, like yeah. these, this this uh, shrimp boat mafia, <laughs> which is coming to, to break his kneecaps, right? And if you focus on everything, right, mm -hmm. you can't yeah. miss, but you mix, miss the next step. But the same thing is true for both Tyler and Eleanor when it comes to Zach. Like, what does 20 years in the future look like for Zach, right? What does caring for Zach look like yeah. in 20 years and as life goes on? And that's and that's kind of when Eleanor shows up. She's like, this isn't sustainable. Like, what you're doing of just getting him on a raft and going around, like, how's that going to work? How are you going to pay for this? How are you going to do this? And Tyler doesn't have those questions, but what Tyler knows is, I can do the right thing right now. When yeah. he was in my boat, the right thing was to be kind to him and to take care of him and to protect him. And Tyler ends up kind of being the hero to teach Eleanor something about mm -hmm. this idea of, I don't have to do what's appropriate and I don't have to have everything planned out. That isn't to say we shouldn't be wise and we shouldn't plan for the future. But God's really calling me to just do what's the next loving thing? Exactly. What's the next right thing to do? And I think that's a conversation we can have with our kids. It's like, hey, Tyler, Tyler and Eleanor, they don't know the future, but they know that the next right thing, the next loving thing to do is this. And obviously, we don't have to, uh, you know, this isn't condoning Tyler burning down $12,000 no. worth of equipment. Not condoning arson by any means. Yes, but you're just saying, you're saying this idea of doing what is loving and doing what is kind for another person, right? These are metaphors. Yeah. These are parables to kind of get us the idea that um, Tyler taking care of this 22-year-old this man may not be what's appropriate or what anybody thinks is best, Yeah, but it is what was most loving and that is what's best. Yeah, because I love the the inner interaction like as soon as like you know after everything had happened with tyler and he's trying to make an, an escape you know you got zach inside the boat i love the scenes where tyler is teaching him. but it's not a matter of like i'm teaching you because you can't do this it's a teaching because it's a skill set that everyone needs yeah and so when he's doing all these things and like trying to teach him how to swim and he's trying like in that whole boat scene where <laughs> There, uh, like he hasn't learned how to swim yet, and he's supposed to be floating. And Tyler Shaw, oh, and the, and and like the the charter vessel yes. comes through. Yeah, <laughs> that was intense. Like that was a moment of like, like as a you know, watching it as a like a movie. You're like, okay, well, you expect good things, but at the same time, when you're invested in these characters, you're looking. They're like, oh no, 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 not not no. <laughs> yeah, but it was it was so great watching that. Like, it was just the next step. It was yeah. always just the next step. It wasn't like, okay, 
Zach was like, hey, I need to get to this wrestling school. That was it. That was his focus. So he just took steps after one step after another. Okay. Got to get out of where I am. Then well, I have to get. Go ahead. I was just gonna, isn't the wrestling match itself like the best example of like, I'm not going to do what's appropriate. I'm just going to do what's best in this moment. Like no one thinks like it's Sawyer even mentions it. Eventually, you know, the Jake, the snake character. I mean, he's just a, just a jerk to this guy. Yeah. And anyone would go, um, you shouldn't, anyone who was like, the state guardian of this 22 year old man would be like, you cannot put him in a wrestling match. Yeah. Like consider the optics of this situation for a moment, no. you know, but what Tyler knows is it doesn't really matter if it's appropriate. This is, this is, this is what will help boost his confidence. This is what's going to help him accept him. This is what's going to help him see himself as the hero and moving beyond what's appropriate to what is most loving I think is just a, an amazing moment. And I think really that's the conversation we hope you can have. Obviously, um, conversations about, hey, let's have compassion on people who are different than us. Certainly people who are disabled. Let, let's let's be the ones. When when the state is failing, right, and can't take care of this, ma this man properly, can we as believers be the one who step in and say, what can we do? Mm -hmm. What can we do to care for people who need care, right? Uh, let's not think about what's appropriate or even what is the wisest thing. Let's think about what is the most loving thing to do, right? Have that conversation with your kids. Have conversations with them learning how to, to, to see yourself beyond your mistakes, mm -hmm. beyond the bad things you've done, beyond your hurts and your weaknesses and your disabilities, that you are more than that. I think that's huge. So we hope you have this conversation with, especially with your teenagers. I think it's huge about how they accept other people, how they accept themselves. I think all of that is huge. But before we wrap up, uh, we're going to do our lightning round. So anything about this movie, whether it be a theme about this movie or just something that you loved about this movie that we haven't talked about, I'm going to give you a, 90 seconds. Sawyer, you're up first. Anything about this movie we haven't talked about you want to talk about real quick? Yeah, uh, actually, Shia LaBeouf and Dakota Johnson, they have a relationship over the course of the movie, and they kind of fall in love over the course of the movie, but it's it's very subtle, and it doesn't like, it's not a, the movie is not a romance in any sense of the movie, and uh, but they just, they have this very sweet relationship over the course of the movie, and uh, there's a moment when, she is kind of at her breaking point. Like, no, we can't do this. We can't put a kid with Down syndrome in a wrestling uh, match right now. Okay, we can't do that. This is so irresponsible. And so Shia LaBeouf actually handcuffs her in a car and runs off and like coaches Zach in the wrestling match. But right before then, he kisses her. It's really sweet. It's a great, great little relationship that the two of them have throughout the course of the movie. Love it. Donnie, what do you got? 90 seconds. Anything we haven't talked about? All right. Well, one, uh, of course, is when uh, Zach does the tomahawk chop uh, or the tomahawk throw. That was one of my favorite moments because it just it's just a wrestling. It, it got me in a wrestling mood. I love that. But another thing was a character that uh, had a very small part but was so integral in like the, the process was Jasper. Um, Jasper's yeah. character was not only inspirational – but he was comical and he was also just like so endearing. Like he captured every moment that he was on screen. It was absolutely amazing. Yeah. So I'll just go into my lightning round. Those are those, those Jasper was a big part of it. You already mentioned Carl or, earlier, but I'll say we haven't talked about, we, I just briefly mentioned it, but I mean, just the cast list 
on this movie. This is basically a debut from these two directors, which are uh, Tyler Nilsson and Michael Schwartz. I think they'd done maybe one other feature, but this is certainly the highest profile, biggest budget thing they had done. And this movie's not very big budget, but uh, they get. Not only um, Bruce Dern and Thomas Hayden Church that we mentioned, John Bernthal, John Hawks is the villain. And I mean, he is terrifying. My kids were terrified of him. Yeah. Right. Yellow Wolf is in this movie. Yep. I was going to say that. (laughs) I mean, just bizarre. Right. So I think the cast is great. Carl is just fantastic. I, I, I wish Bruce Dern had a bigger role. If you haven't seen Nebraska, which he is in. He's great in that. Uh, that's a later life Bruce Dern role. Uh, that is just great. This movie's kind of reminiscent of that for me. Uh, but the scene with Jasper that I thought was huge and was very speaks to the forgiveness, self-acceptance part is he actually baptizes. Uh, he has this thing where he's like, y'all believe in Jesus? Because he they're trying to steal his boat. And he comes out, he's like, y'all trying to steal my boat. He's got a gun. He's going to shoot him. He goes, Y'all believe in Jesus? And they go, yeah. And he goes, well, come on inside. <laughs> so he lets them come inside, and then he's going to baptize them. Um, and Shia LaBeouf's character says, uh, you know, I think baptism by fire or something like that works better for me. It's the only thing that's going to work. He ends up baptizing him anyway. And that moment's important towards him kind of learning to forgive himself. But the moment that matters, which I thought was just symbolically so good, is the moment where he really has the conversation about accepting himself is this scene around the bonfire. Right. And it really is his baptism by fire and that he has this moment where he just um, is learning to accept himself. um, And, you know, obviously it's a metaphorical baptism by fire. And then later on, he actually has kind of what we would call a baptism by fire um, when he has to kind of rescue him. But anyway, I think we're all on board with this is a great movie, especially for your teenagers, older kids. Uh, great opportunity to have a conversation. So we hope that you have that. And we hope you join us next week as we talk about another great movie here on the Family Movie Night Podcast.